Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Thursday, and we are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this very hot tea. Let me introduce my very dapper uh, co-host tonight, who had our color-coordinated, Al Reynolds and Funky uh-huh. Ducky. Look at y'all in the flow. Claudia, Claudia. Y'all look What's good. We, look, we all look good today. We are color-coordinated. This is ESP. T-E-A-G-I-F thing we got going on. I can't explain Dude, it. But. Is that one of the is that one of the hundred shirts that you just got out of the dry cleaners? It, it is. <laughs> it is about a hundred more of them up there. Who has a rack of clothes like you lined up at the dry cleaners? And and you had more. They couldn't put everything yeah. on that one rack. Yes, they only gave me half my order. Well, what was that bill? Huh? Yeah, what, what, was that bill? what was the bill? Let me tell you something. So a lot of hundreds of dollars right now. I haven't taken clothes to the dry cleaners in about 20 years. I thought dry cleaning was like $250 a shirt, you know, $3 for pants. They have an app. And on the app, I saw every two pieces is ranging anywhere from $17 to $31, depending oh, on wow. the pieces. So I know that this dry cleaning bill is easily going to be $700 to $1,000. Oh, you need, to, you need to dump them. That's a lot of money. Is it yeah, I didn't, in the washer? So you know what it is? And, and, and y'all are going to laugh at me. The stuff is actually fast fashion, most of it. But it's just, I got so tired of washing the stuff from like Zara and then it shrink or fade. Yeah, because there are pieces that I actually like. And, I, and I look good and I look good in them. So and a friend was like, it. why don't you just dry clean them? But I'm gonna have to take them to a hood dry cleaner because I just went to the first one that I saw on my street. And um that that must be where the rich people in mansions take their drapes and their curtains or something because this is too high. Hey, I wanna say this. Is us wearing blue, is this like a sub subconscious apology to the Zetas? <laughs> oh, you know what? You messy. You are that's it. No, I'm saying it. This is an olive branch to the sisters. <laughs> oh, you messy. Did you get any backlash? I didn't get any direct messages, actually. I, I didn't have a chance to look at the pay, the playback, so I'm sure there's some comments in there, but I didn't get any direct messages like I usually do, which is, I think, a pretty good thing because they kind maybe they kind of understood what I was trying to say. Or they on vacation, or they working out, they didn't get a chance to look. Or they busy kidnapping people like you said. According to Al, right? And locking people up in cages. Well, this is our olive branch from Foxhole to the sisters. A beautiful and strong sisters of uh, Z5B. Z5B. Yeah. Z5B. Z5B. <laughs> Let's leave it alone. Yeah. Are y'all um drinking tonight? Uh-uh. Not nope. after last night. <laughs> <laughs> No. Nope. Right, let's, let's get into the topics. Uh, little Yachty is receiving backlash after he seemed to dismiss Sexy Red opening up about being raped. Little Yachty asked, can you tell us like the craziest thing that ever happened to you? Sexy Red revealed that she got raped before. Little Yachty and his co-host exchanged awkward looks before laughing and suggesting 
she tell them something a little less awkward. Now, Sexy Red then revealed she had been shot. And then they approved of that, I guess. Oh, that's what we're talking about. Do you think this was insensitive? Or what do you think about this? Uh, Alice, go to you first. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's insensitive. But think about who she's talking to. She's talking to young men, right, that, that have been watching her sexualize her brand. And so to them, it didn't mean anything. The sad fact is here that it's one out of four Black girls experience sexual abuse by the age of 18 and more than 20% of those black women are, are raped and let's not talk about the ones that don't come forward for everyone that comes forward they say 15 stay silent so of course this is really insensitive but at the same time it goes to show you how in the music industry especially in these younger generation how it really doesn't mean anything to them. They are desensitized to this and especially desensitized to it from someone whose brand is a very sexually, vulgarly sexual uh, brand. And just a, a note, the podcast is actually called Safe Space. So maybe she mm. thought that was a place she could. Uh, she you want to know what's so funny? I think that they're too stupid and, and, and mentally immature to purposely be insensitive. What I got from it was whoa, bitch, don't kill my vibe. We didn't mean for you to tell us nothing that deep. Like we meant for you to tell us something superficial. That's how I perceived it. Um, I don't think they're smart enough to intentionally be insensitive, to be quite honest. This just goes to show me like, you know, I see a lot of people complaining like, look, they need to raise the price of podcasting equipment because everybody got a podcast. Everybody think they're, they're equipped to do it. Now you might have the equipment, but you might not have the equipment the equipment <laughs> to do it. You know, if your show is called Safe Space and a guest come on, you know, you should probably be a little bit more uh, prepared for those types of things. And, and, and even if she's a sexual being, that's very often the types of people that are sexually abused, that have been victims of rape, that have been victims of molestation, that usually, it show, usually shows itself in that kind of behavior. You don't just wake up and say, oh, I want to talk about my booty hole and so right. I, I just think that they they both made a mistake. She by thinking she was with people that were um, had the depth to handle that su subject matter, and them having a podcast and tackling not being ready for that kind of response. You know, Claudia, nope, you are one hundred percent wrong. They have already spoken and told us that we are old, we are <laughs> touch, we don't know what we're talking about, and we are to let them have their thing. So nope. That is on brand with their age bracket, Claudia. And you right. are speaking like someone who has sense. Okay. And okay. we are old and we are not, we are supposed to stay out of young people business. So beauty uh, budgetina said, phew, phew, definitely explains the promiscuity. Um, hope she can get the help instead of being preyed on. And PRT Diva said, um, they laughed because no one takes black women seriously. So they laughed. Martel said, I don't think they were being insensitive. I think they just knew what their audience was. So they catered to the audience. Mm, that too. Yeah, like Bucky said. All right, moving on. 12-year-old Tashawn Bernard is speaking out after being wrongfully detained by Michigan police while taking out the trash. Tashawn said, when it happened, I was really shocked and frightened about it, like the situation and how it happens. And right now I'm feeling just the same way, like just really shocked how this, how it came to this circumstance of what's going on. Funky, let's start with you. Can you believe this? Take it no, out. No, I can't. No, I can't. And you know, there's another story I saw 
earlier today where police uh, detained a 10 year old for peeing outside behind his car. That child's face is too baby faced for you to be detaining him. And I don't know what it is with these police officers back in the 90s and the 2000s. We didn't used to hear about children being put in handcuffs. That stuff is very traumatizing to a child. When you see a child with a baby face like that, unless he's wielding a weapon covered with blood or neighbors identify him as the one who shot up the old lady at the bodega, what happened to stopping them and talking to them or saying, young man, where are your parents? I want to walk with you to your parents' house. Why are we so handcuff happy to put these young children in handcuffs? It, 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 it's horrible. And I, I just I don't want to live in a world where adults cannot treat children as such. I don't want to live in that world. Well, it seems they're able to do it when the kid's white. I mean, uh, you know, we have shooters that killed a bunch of people at the church and they get taken to Burger King. But a young kid, a black kid is like instantly treated as a, a, a predator and a really a, a menace to society. Now, the arresting officer said to Sean fit the description. That's what they always say. Right. Of a car theft suspect at the time. Al, what are your thoughts? Well, it's interesting that they said that I actually saw the picture of the other suspect. And I think the only thing that I thought was similar maybe would have been the clothes, but it wasn't in the area. So that's the part that really confuses me. My expectation is that if you are a trained police officer, you need to exercise some critical thinking. You saw the dad came outside. You saw the kid was innocently, innocently dumping the trash. There was a different way to handle this. Eight cop cars pulled up on this situation and over 20 cop police showed up. That young man, like you said, is gonna be traumatized and traumatized because of what? They, didn't, they couldn't find a better way to check to see if it was the same person. And also, what was the purpose of all the cars? I myself watching that video became extremely stressed out. Now, I'm a viewer stressed out about black men getting black boys getting hurt can you imagine what he was going to and then they wonder why we feel like this this doesn't perpetuate the harmful the the shameful the the discriminatory acts that they are used to doing that we are well too familiar for familiar of this has got to stop I mean, it, I, I, and where does it start, right? It's got to stop, but where does it start? Because it keeps happening over and over, and especially in our community. It's just not right. R. Barnes 926 said, I was pissed when White Fish put the young black boy in the police car, traumatizing even more, oh, heffa. Yeah. Nola Kirby girl said they can't think for themselves and they got to meet a quota. And Project Paula said they don't care about these black kids. It seems like they get off on this, like it's fun. I mean, if you think about it, the origin of the police was slave catchers, you know? return them back as, as runaway property. So I think they carry that spirit to this day. I just want to know at what point does your, does your manhood or your, your, your policing trump you being a man as right. a man, I could not put a kid in handcuffs as a dad, as an uncle. I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. Right. Except them kids on the bus beating up the bus driver. Except That's them right. kids. Not on the bus and kids in the classroom, them different kind of kids. But kids why couldn't they? Why couldn't they sit him on the curb, standing beside his dad while they checked the facts? Why couldn't they do that? Why did they all have to surround him, handcuff him, and put him in a police car? There's no procedure for that. We've seen it a hundred times before. We've seen cops allow other people walk them 
to a destination and then they take off running. Why couldn't they sit this kid down on the on the sidewalk with his dad so that he can feel safe while they double check everything? This is what I'm talking about. I think they would have exercised this if it wasn't a young black kid. That's why we really got to show respect to the predominantly black police officers in the Montgomery brawl. They saw people engage in a fight and were able to de-escalate and just handle it later with misdemeanor charges. And they worried about it. They didn't, no one got hurt, no one got killed. This is the kind of situation that just can be escalated but without using their brain, I think. Right. And Al, to belabor your, I mean, not to belabor the point, there's one last comment. You said all those police officers pulled up. As they were pulling up and saw that the situation was handled, why didn't they keep driving? It's fun for them, y'all. It is a hobby. But I think when things like this happen, the police chief needs to be getting in trouble. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he needs to get in trouble. Why are your officers, 20 officers at a controlled scene? Right, right. All that does is get everybody riled up. And then it's like they almost dare you to do something because you're going to be riled up. All right, y'all. Get ready for this Hollywood breakup alert. Poor Britney Spears. Her and her husband, Sam Ashgari, have separated amid allegations of infidelity. Sam confronted Britney over the rumor she stepped out on him. Sam has allegedly moved out of the house, and the pair seem to be heading towards divorce. Does this split surprise you? And remember, we here at TJF were really campaigning for her to be, get out of her conservatorship. <sighs> Not me, girl. Not me. I, I was, I was I saying. I thought Al did, didn't you? I, I said, no, I said he needed it. Because I got a whole bunch of Britney's fans that were riding me for a long time for this. Let me tell you, this is just so sad because he's saying she cheated on him. So if she cheated on him, that gives him the power to, to even the attorneys are saying that they're going to contest the prenup. The husband is threatened to go public with some extraordinarily embarrassing info and content of Britney that he said would ruin her career. And look, she just put a stripper pole in the middle of her living room, and now she's stripping, spreading her leg wide open, getting plies all excited. I don't know what Whitney Britney's is going through, but this ain't looking good for her. And I hate to say this, but if it is true what he's saying she did, not only the cheating part, but the other part that's supposed to be extraordinarily incriminating, Brittany needs her family or somebody around her immediately. She needs help again, guys. So in the chat, that princess that Plies caused it. It's not Plies fault, y'all. Hugh, <laughs> what do you think? I don't think she did it. I think the heifer in sixth grader panties in order to be cheated. First of all, and I hate to be vulgar, Brittany Coochie ain't even big enough for her to cheat, okay? You see them little smaller panties she be having on? It ain't even got no meat on it. Who's she cheating with? Those is third grade panties that girl got on. She damn sure ain't cheating with no grown man. That's number one. Number two, that woman just happy to have an iPad and a stripper pole and access to a radio. Yeah. Cheating on that man. And number three, even if Britney Spears does cheat on you and you got access to her debit card, you do not leave. Okay. You do not leave. This is what this was a money grab and a scheme that Todd set up from the very beginning. See, Todd set this up. This was, Todd, a, scheme, this was a scheme that Todd set up to come to True. us. True. Candy, candy. 
Y'all know how to come on. Everybody. Well, allegedly, remember, allegedly, remember, allegedly, he was vetted. He was vetted by her attorney. She was. He was vetted by her management. He was vetted by her close friends in the in the inner circle. So, are are you saying all of her quote? Now, what does vetted mean? Do you have my friend's <laughs> best interest in heart? Yes, I do. Do you promise to love and protect her? Yes, I do. I mean, come. On, what are we vetted? This is not a job where we try to figure out if he embezzled money from his last company. Vetted, yeah, he was vetted and gave all the right answers. So it, what, it, what is she supposed to do? She fell in love with a man. What, like, what, what, what happened? I think it was a scheme from the get. Listen, listen, listen. What person over the age of twenty five who was not a part of the Alvin Ailey dance troupe or 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 Lion King on Ice want somebody twirling around? Okay, that man wasn't in love with her. He was in love of the idea of getting his hands on her money. Adventures with V said the marriage was just an extension of their conservatorship. They've been together for years. I don't know about that. Yeah, they were together for years. The way that she's been looking and behaving crazy off her rocker. Here's this good looking man that comes around. I, too, in my, my opinion, think that it was on some money grab let me just buy my time and see if i get that kevin for yes. treatment and then the fact is okay if she cheated on you and you have proof of that that's enough sir you don't need to release embarrassing things about your oh, life when people do that when you are married to someone and you're gonna have pillow talk you're gonna have access to them in their very worst state for you to use that as a threat I never loved her you don't do that to somebody that you love somebody who has why would you want to ruin her career why would you want to do that? Even if she did cheat, you take your divorce, you take your whatever, and you leave peacefully. Yeah, the, the cheating should be enough. You don't need to put the little extra thing, a 10 on 20. All right. Of course, the fans are talking about, you know, it's because it applies because of his recent <laughs> flirting. Uh, Sam is threatening to release embarrassing details. And I wonder what that is, but that really should not. But that's some whack ass. To watch, you know, the cheating part. Coming up next, we're talk talking about the different topics that got us saying, Not me, girl. And later, a thief gets caught stealing from babies. Q, I know you're going to like this. Welcome back to TGIF. If you're in the chat, go ahead and hit that like button for us real quick. All right, listen, we pretty much hear crazy news stories, uh, you know, pretty much every day. And this next set of topics got us saying, I'm not going to bother saying a cue. Not me, girl. <laughs> not me, girl. <laughs> a man revealed that it keeps a photo in his office of his ex-fiance who tragically died several years ago. Well, his current wife is demanding that he remove the photo, but he is refusing. Would you understand if your spouse kept a photo of their deceased ex-lover or is it a not me girl, Al? I understand. I have one of my ex uh, in my, you know, photos that are up in the gallery. Um, and in this case, it's ridiculous. His, his ex died a tragic death. She's not alive anymore. And it's in a group photo. They're in a group photo with all his friends 
from that time period in his life. I think she needs to extend some grace here and understand that he was completely 100% happy with his wife before the tragic death. And, and that she's an extension of that, right? Of him rebuilding and trying to get over his wife. So I don't think there's anything wrong with him having a memory of her or keepsakes, if you would, of her in a group setting. He, it's not like it's, it's a mural. It's not like it's a big picture in their home. It's at his job. Okay. Thank you. When my child, I walk past. If I was her, I walk past that picture every day and say, "He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time." The man is dead. You got to have your self esteem and your self level of confidence has got to be in the damn toilet for you to be pressed about a dead woman. Like, what do you think he's going to go do? Find the Haitian Wu lady and conjure her spirit. And, and go on a date with her from the dead. You know what I'm saying? Now, I can I I can get if you're a little insecure feeling like, damn, well, I, can I measure up to her? You know, what does she have that I don't? But I will quickly shake those feelings because whether you measure up to her or not, the heifer is dead. You won by default, but you won. I am not the type of person that just because a relationship ended that I delete you from my life just to make the new person feel comfortable. Because guess what? New person, you probably won't be around forever either. Like, think about it. If you're single right now, you've broken up with every single person you've been with before or you lost them somehow. Right. I, I'm not the type that deletes people off my Instagram. If I, if you, my boyfriend five years ago, for he's still up there. It's part of my story. Taking the picture down does not make the person have never existed in that person's life. And actually, I think you should want a person that says, hey, that person meant something for a time in my life. And I'm not going to just delete them like they never existed. Like, I'm not going to do to you if we break up. I like people that, as long as it's not obsessive, like you ain't like smelling our old clothes and stuff like that. But a picture, girl, relax. And it's a group shot, not like a kissing romantic picture. I, I think she's tripping. I really don't. Yep. On the other hand, a man is struggling with whether or not to fulfill one of his dying wife's last wishes, which is for her to have sex with one of her exes. Would you grant your spouse this dying wish? Like if they said, listen, I'm dying before I die. I want to be with my ex one more time. Or is it a not me girl? Q? Not me girl. No, <laughs> no, because all things constant, had you not been dying I don't know. It's it's just something about feeling like you been wanting to screw him, independent of you dying or not. And that's why you're making it a dying wish. All things constant, you married me. And there should have been a period at the end of that sentence. And I am who you are supposed to die with, die loving, die feeling, and, and sell off in the sunset. And you're, what you're not about to do is play on my intelligence your emo, my emotions, or leverage your death to do something like that. I, I also believe in sacrifice, and I understand that you're dying, but you need to understand that you're leaving me behind as well, and I'm already getting ready to suffer a major loss in your absence. Don't combat, don't compound that by doing this to me. More time before you die, and that's the motherfucker that broke up with you like prior. I think that's so selfish. Al, what do you think? Would you I'll say, I, this, listen, I say hell no, unless I get to participate. Now, if we're going to do a threesome, we're going to work this threesome out because, you know, this is your, you know, your last wish, then maybe we can figure something out. But after we learn more, right, because this couple had been together for 10 years, 
The doctor told her she had nine months to live. So she actually told her husband, she said, mentally and emotionally, you satisfy all my needs. But in all honesty, physically, he just does a better job at it. The fact that she told him that, I would say, hell no, because that that would that means I, I would be so upset. I'll be like, you need to move in with him then. He needs to take care of you these last nine months when you're on your deathbed. And he needs to go ahead and pay for the transition of you going on to wherever the glory is that you're going. Because that's just creating a toxic environment for the rebalance of their relationship. Who is this savage woman? You know how hard it is to tell a guy he's not that good of a lover and someone else is better? And then to add insults and just say, I got nine months to live and I want to go out with the last 10 years of my life with some whack-ass subpar sex, although you've been a great man in all other areas, she, she should have, like, to leave this on your man's conscience, like, if he, you know, when, when you die, he got to remember this. She should have, but she, this is a time a white line would have been okay. I was going to say, well, where you know, psychologists, psychologists say that during your death, when you're experiencing death, you're at, at the end of the rope, you, you actually become very, very honest, brutally honest. And uh, allegedly, you know, she just was being brutally honest. She was telling him exactly how she felt. He didn't even know. He didn't have to live with the consequences. That's why. Right. Mm-hmm. You should have went and go fuck the old boy, came home in a good mood, and not have that guy think <laughs> that I agree. Right. Wait, Claudia, is that, are you talking to, are you talking from experience? <laughs> I ain't dying, not me, girl. No, but I, I'm with you, Claudia. That's that's literally what I was about to say. She should have just went and did it. Yeah. it, it I, I'm of the firm belief that when you love somebody, we think loving somebody means we have to be honest all the time. And not if that honesty is going to hurt the person. Your job sometimes in loving me is also to protect me. And guess what, y'all? Even if she don't go screw the other guy, the husband is still left knowing I never really satisfies you. Right, exactly. That's mean. I think that's so mean to do to your man. I put that bitch in a convalescent home. <laughs> <laughs> I would to tell him to come over here and wipe your ass. <laughs> what if she goes and through? She <laughs> she doesn't die. Oh, that's all right. A mother shared that her daughter does not want any of her family at her wedding due to her fiance not liking her family. The daughter still wants her father to walk her down the aisle, but he must leave immediately after. Oh, my God. Are you going to like X out your family out of your wedding if your fiance doesn't like them or is it a not me girl? Al? This is definitely a not me. But guys, are y'all listening to this story? Isn't this a classic domestic abuse perpetrator remember the first thing that you're supposed to do is isolate Isolate. your victim Mm -hmm. from their family at the most extreme way i think she's either currently dealing with or there's some pending domestic abuse on the horizon here because what would be the what would be the purpose of completely cutting off everybody everybody every cousin aunt uncle parent like what's really going on here i got red flags going up all over on this one Mm-hmm. You? It's definitely a not me girl. I could understand if she had issues with her family. Oh, I hate my family. My mom was horrible. My dad was horrible. But you're xing your family out because he wants to. But then you've got the nerve to add insult to injury and be selfish. 
I want my dad to walk me down the aisle so I can fulfill that part of the fantasy. But then he needs to hurry up and leave so I can please my husband. And what happens when, you know, this husband, God forbid, leaves you, dies or so on and so forth? You will need your family. But see, her family is better than I'd ever be because you wouldn't have to worry about not inviting me. And you damn sure wouldn't have to worry about me walking you down the aisle. I catch one iota of an earful of this and I'm going to help you out. I'm going to disinvite myself to your wedding and I'm going to divorce you from my life. It's definitely a not me girl for me. Unless, unless she said, told the, the, the husband, the fiance, I was molested. My dad did this to me. My mom did this to me. I, and then you've been hearing it for years. You're like, that's the only way this is okay. Everything else is given what Al said and y'all said. It is definitely mental abuse, domestic violence is on the horizon. That is your future girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I, walk your dad, your dad walks you in the aisle that he got to leave. And you know, <laughs> that is some bold. Savages. Right. We got some savage women tonight. We're talking That's about not even right. I want to see what she looked like. Um, because her self-esteem has got to be in the toilet to want a man this bad and choose a man over your family. And also, doesn't the woman supposed to pay for the wedding? I wish I would pay for a wedding and my family can't be a part of it. I wish I would as a dad pay for that wedding and I can't walk my daughter. I, after I walk my daughter down the aisle, I got to exit the church. Heck no. Well, the chat is all on our side. They're all saying, not me, girl. They're throwing red flags in there. Afro Sensible says, sister says, red flags all day. Kia S says, not me, girl. Control at its best. All right. Great, great segment. Coming up next, a thief gets caught stealing from babies. And later, we're taking a look past uh, at past trending headlines and see how they've evolved, if they have. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. Before we get to the next story, I just want to address the chat real quick because Q, they wanted to know something. Uh, Julia Brown said, I want to know about Q escorting his nephew on his first day of school. We saw that. Oh, my there. God, guys. Listen, so everybody knows Isaac is my heart. Uh, it's the closest thing to parenthood I'll probably ever get to. My sister's a single mom. I step into the gap. I am Isaac's father, uncle. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of moments that you parents have that I never thought I'd have. Um, but this morning I got to partake in what it's like to take your kid to kindergarten for the first time and go to the class and like be leaving them. And while I didn't cry at the school, I teared up uh, when I got in the car. I don't know. There was just a sense of proudness that came over me because, again, Isaac's father's not in the picture. So just for one, it felt good to stand in the gap and be there for him. And then ju just to just to get those small little parenthood moments that I, I ordinarily wouldn't get felt um, amazing. I I brought the, the office staff uh, two dozen donuts and coffee this morning. And then um, I brought... Um, $200 in gift cards so the teacher could get some supplies for the classroom. And then I came back and brought the office staff 12 chicken Caesar salads from Boston Market or whatever so they could look out for my baby, okay? Um, so, <laughs> so like a little bribery. Okay, yeah. Yeah, just a little bribery, you know. Uh, so, but, you know, but no, I just, you know, I, 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 I did it because I want the school to know that I am an active parent. I will be there. I will be at the meetings. 
If the classroom needs office school supplies, I will be providing school supplies. And I'm looking forward to chaperoning on field trips and handing out pizza to all the little children. Very nice. River Rainwater said, baby Isaac growing up. Very cute. Yeah. You can tell one of them step on his foot and then he going to beat him up. If your kids be rude to me, I'm liable to fight one of the asses because I can't stand no mannish and no grown ass kids, especially no little ones. I, I might deal with a little sass from a high school, but I ain't dealing with this is the cue I know right here. Hey, look at that beautiful moment. Just that last cue. <laughs> it was beautiful for like 30 seconds. It was beautiful. It was, right? <laughs> All right, y'all. Essex police are investigating several reports of a man going around snatching pacifiers from the mouths of babies. Four incidents have been reported so far, and one baby was also assaulted. Police are still on the hunt for the suspect. Well, let's keep, let's throw it back to Q since he's, Known to want to fight a kid. <laughs> what do you think about this, Q? I think somebody needs. I think some. Now I fight kids and children, but that does not encompass babies. All okay. right, you both that that don't encompass children <laughs> and kids. Okay, you can fight, but babies you have to leave alone. You have to leave alone, and. and for a while, and I'm pretty sure Al gonna have some type of condition <laughs> in the medical journal that this is called when you go around bothering babies. What type of kick are you getting out of this? And obviously, you're some type of serial crazy person because enough cases of this has happened for the law to take note. This Al, what's this condition? I know, right? I've been looking all day to see what this condition is. I do have an update, though. The, the, the guy was arrested. He was arrested on Monday. His name is Josh Galder, and he's 24 years old. And obviously, he has some type of obsession, not only with kids, but with young children. Um, he's been charged with five counts of theft, three counts of common um, assault and one counter police order offense. So where to go police for finding this young man because he was not arrested until Monday. Claudia, let me get one soulmate together real quick. Lauren Wu talking about wasn't in Florida and it was not. Miss <laughs> Wu, thank you very much. Don't come for us. Uh, let's not act like y'all don't be doing way worse. And school is back in. And in Florida, we have standards. We don't mess with children. Okay. We mess really? with, we don't mess with babies in Florida. That's not a Florida thing. <laughs> we're gonna right we'll let him lie. Um oh, Nafenda said, uh, how do you get close enough to even do that? Yeah. And what are you gonna do with them? Do you suck on them? Do you smell them? Like what the hell is wrong with you people? Uh all right. A library in British Columbia received a book that was finally returned after being overdue for 86 years. Now, the book was checked out in 1937. The library said the patron will not have to worry about late fees. Have y'all ever been late returning something that you borrowed, Al? Man, this library thing was always an issue for me. My library books were always late, always late. But, you know, that was because I like to read. 
But did you know that this particular case, this man kept the book out because he didn't want to pay his fine. So the library just decided in 2022, at the end of the year of 2022, that they were going to get do away with having fines for out, outdated books or overdue books. So after he found out he didn't have to pay the fine anymore, he finally turned the book back in. Now, as if that wasn't enough, don't you know, just this past July, a library in Massachusetts had a book returned to them that was 120 years past due. Can you believe that? Oh, no. It's wild. Like, what, just buy it. It is a funny thing. I'm not believing any of it, right? Because if the book was 86 years old, okay, that means the man, if we start from day zero of his birth, is at least 86 years old. Mm -hmm. Add on the age he had to be in order to be conscious enough to check out a book. He's a hundred and something years old right now. He's like, like, come on, I'm not buying that. And the one that was 120 years old, I refuse to believe that there is a, 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 a library anywhere in existence right now that still has a database that contains the record of a book that's 120 something years old. I'm sorry. Well, that I, particular I, book had 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 the sleeve. You remember back in the day, the sleeve, yeah. So that that particular book, the one that was 120 years old, obviously from what I heard allegedly, it was a family member was cleaning out the the good, you know, someone had passed, I think like a grandparent or something, and they were going through all his books and stuff, and they looked at it and, and realized that it was the property of a library. So they had, you think they had libraries in 1890 and that library was <laughs> open? And we all now we don't went through budget cuts, the Great Depression. The Great Migration, COVID. World War One, two, and Donald Trump was three. We don't went through the plague, coronavirus, Hurricane Andrew, Sandy, Wilma, and Katrina. We don't went through gerrymandering. I'm so glad that book redistricting. Hold on, I ain't finished. Redistricting the schools, Pan Am Airlines done closed. Okay, Jordan Marsh is no longer in existence. Woolworth don't went out of business. All these things don't happen. And this library is still open. <laughs> Good point. All right, Joan. Keep it locked because coming up next, we're taking a pat look past uh, trending past headlines and how they evolved. And later, is it okay to cheat on vacation? We'll be right back. Welcome back. Soulmates, do you ever think about past trending headlines and wonder how have they evolved or whatever happened to them? Well, we're going to revisit them in a segment we like to call Teaback Thursday. Those bumpers be making me laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> All right. Remember a while back when Doja Cat fans started growing concerned for the rapper due to her strange posts and behaviors? Well, it looks like Doja Cat has lost a significant amount of followers because of it. Doja Cat said, it feels like I can reconnect with the people who really matter and who love me for who I am and not for who I was. I feel free. Do you think she has the right mindset here? Or what do you think about this? She lost over a half million followers in one day. Uh, um, Al, what do you think? I don't know. I, 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 
she has 23 million followers. What? I, I, I don't get this whole thing. I, maybe maybe because you guys have been in the game longer, been on social media longer, maybe you can, guys can give me some insight. What exactly is she saying here? Well, she she said something about uh, she doesn't love her fans, right? Then she said something like that, Q, like, you don't love us. She's like, I don't, she basically was like, I don't love y'all. Like, I don't really know y'all. I don't know her. She hit them with the, you know, with the, the Mariah. Mariah. So she's been doing like, you know, for eyebrows, these weird pictures. Q, what do you think about this? You know, it's, it, here's the thing, guys. And this is coming from somebody who makes their income in the social media space and has done it for 13 plus years at this point. The number of followers is truly a superficial number that really does not translate to anything. I mean, at the point in which she has 23 million, at the point in which she has 1 million, the brand deals are going to be the brand deals. The reach is going to be the reach. The fact that she lost $500,000 really translates to a hill of jelly beans. It doesn't mean anything in real life. Like her check's not going to be any shorter. You know, the people that advertise with her are not going to be like, she doesn't have any advertising power in the industry. And, and, and because here's the funny thing. What I found out, they may have unfollowed, but they're still going to her page. They may have unfollowed, but they are still consuming her music. People, you know, they get mad with me all the time and do this. I'm going to unfollow you. And I just laugh because, bitch, I don't make my money off of follows. I make it off of views. So just as long as you continue watching the video or you continue watching my content, which they do, the amount of followers really doesn't mean anything. And, hmm. and, and in this society, there's an argument to be made that she may lose a half million, but two million more might be like, well, let me go see what she's talking about because mm -hmm. now we're talking about her. Um, Lady T says, I think she sold her soul to the damn devil. You know, I got a question we're going to explore for a second. When people say things like sold, sold your soul to the devil, where do you go to do this transaction at? Right. And how do you, does he, what payment does he accept? How does he accept payment? How do you sign up? Yeah. yeah. Illuminati. You know, like, what the applications look like? Because Tokyo Tony claims she got one, but that's they another don't want, for they another day. They want no Tokyo. <laughs> they want <laughs> Illuminati. All right. Do y'all remember the tan mom who went viral for taking her 12-year-old to a tanning salon in New Jersey back in 2012? Jesus Christ, she's ugly. Oh, my God. Well, she's now making waves in Florida as she plans to run for U.S. Senate. Do you think this could actually go somewhere? I mean, 10 years ago, I'd say no. But nowadays, I'll say maybe because our society. This is your neck of the woods. What do you think? Listen, that last picture they showed her. She looked classy, basic, and consistent with what's going on down here in Boca Raton. Look at her. She looked Didn't she get accused of child endangerment? For taking her daughter to the tanning bed? Don't listen. That was 10 years ago. Don't judge that lady from her past. She don't mm -hmm. live there no more. Okay, a lot can, ha a lot can change in 10 years. I might have wanted to kill the child 10 years ago, but I might have re-fell in love with their ass a decade later. Oh, it's, cute, ebb girl. it's ebbs and flows. Just like marriages have ebbs and flows, loving your children have ebbs and flows. And from the look of the fact that she no longer look as orange as a cardboard box, <laughs> no. I'm willing to say she on her meds. She got her life together. She got her nice necklace on, her side pony. Let that lady run for government. Hell, it can't be no worse than what the hell we are. Already got 
got that, that woman looks anyway. look confused as hell. Show that picture again. See, this is what happened when you lose for Donald Trump could bring Escher and all these people. When you lose all the seriousness, the dignity or the sacredness in American politics. This is an example. This is as alarming as watching Kanye West run for president. I have got to draw the line somewhere. Inviting a viral star into politics to run and rule and lead is is not the ticket. And she's from Florida. You guys know she's crazy. She's got to be crazy. The only positive thing about this woman is her running ticket is to increase or decrease DeSantis's uh, attack against the LBGTQ plus community and decrease DeSantis's attack towards uh, education where black uh, uh, studies can't be taught. In like an ally to me, sign her ass up. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Richard uh, Six said, white fish for president. And April Branch needs that she's giving Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene keys. For sure. Okay. Remember back in 97 when Mike Tyson bit off Evander Holyfield's ear? Remember that drama? Mm -hmm. Marlon Wayans gave us a recent update on how Holyfield has recovered. Marlon posted a picture of the back of Holyfield's head and wrote, yo, I'm at the fight. I'm sitting right behind Evander Holyfield. I must say Mike Tyson bleeped this bleep ear up. Do you think this was distasteful or is he just doing what comedians do, Q? No, I think it was tacky. Um, I've had to learn recently taking pictures of people and posting them. Child, I've been taking pictures of people in public and posting them, and their grandchildren and kids and stuff follow me and been getting on my page cussing, cussing me out. It, it, it's not cool when the person can be identified and and made a fun of, and, and and then especially as somebody in your same industry. I think what he did was a little distasteful. Do you think it's okay, Al, because it's a public figure and we've all talked about it? Hell no, I'm still mad at Marlon Wayans for that whole Alabama Riverboat brawl debacle. Go somewhere and sit down, man. And I like you. It's not funny. I, I, you're still in timeout as far as I'm concerned. No, I don't like it. All right. Well, coming up, is it okay to cheat on vacation? We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. All right, a woman from Glasgow, Scotland revealed that she cheats on a significant other while traveling abroad. She said, I'll always cheat on holiday. The rules are different abroad, so it doesn't count. What are your thoughts on this? Al, I already know you're gonna be fluid on this one. Al uh, actually, you know what's so funny, Claudia? 67% of affairs take place during summer vacation. And guess who why? Women are the most likely then men to cheat during summer vacation. Lies, we innocent. <laughs> you know, what do you think? It's okay to cheat on vacation. I don't know about the okay part, but if you are going to do it, that's the place to do it because the likelihood of it getting back to your spouse and or to your hometown or your place of employment is slim to none. Um, I could definitely say if I found out that my significant other had a sexual rendezvous with somebody out of the country, I would be upset. I would be hurt, but it probably wouldn't be a deal breaker. I could probably work through it. Really? Yeah, I could probably work through it. 
Uh, I'd be mad. I, I don't I'd be thinking like every time you go somewhere, are you going to do that again? Like, OK, is it only when you're out of the country? Is it when you go on a business trip for the weekend? I think it would really bug me. Um, all right. Hey, a new mother called the police after catching her older sister breastfeeding her baby without permission. She claimed her sister also threw her all the formula milk and called it garbage. The woman said she was shocked in the moment, but now she wonders if calling the police was too harsh. Do you think this was a dramatic response or she should have called the cops? Q? So, you know, I, I, I just for a little bit of context here, the, the, the mother that called the police, when she walked in on her sister breastfeeding the baby, she said that she actually was shocked, but she was kind of OK with it until the sister deemed the formula trash. And she found out that she threw away, I think it was like 20 cans of formula or some large amount of formula. Um, Yeah, I think breastfeeding somebody's child is very intimate, right? I think it's very intimate on a sociological level. Now, if we're just looking at it on a purely bi biological level and sustenance, you know, it's not that bad. We've got wet nurses. We know that the slave women fed the white women's babies back during slavery time. And we're mammals and that's how mammals eat. But I do think it's it's a little rude to take baby's mouth, um, especially if that mom is unable to breastfeed or doesn't want to breastfeed. There's just a lot with it. Now, as far as calling the police, I don't know. And it's also worth mentioning that the sister is mad with her and is not talking to her anymore because she said that calling the police on her could have got her in trouble with her good government job and she didn't want her name in the records. Um, I probably would have fought my sister before I called the police on her, to be honest. Me, me too. First of all, how dare you? Like, we get mad if, uh, you know, you, your kid gets, gets their hair done at school or cut or something like that. Breastfeeding another person's child, I don't care if it's a relative, without permission, I think, you know, you should run that by the parent. That's not your child. Al, what do you think about this? Um, I kind of agree with you guys. Only thing I want to know here is, you know, because there are cultures and countries that, you know, this is not unfamiliar. This is something that families do. So I need to know their background, where they're from. Um, have Did their parents, did they witness this when they were growing up? Maybe because it seems like a very, very awkward thing to feel comfortable doing. And then to throw away the formula is almost saying that you're not mothering that child correctly. And, and I know a better way. So I can see how she got offended. Unfortunately, though, you know, calling the police was a bad thing to do because police, this is out of their wheelhouse. There was no harm to the child. So they can come out, but nothing's going to happen. So I guess they need to figure it out. They probably should sit down and have a long talk about this. Ugh, though. What if your sister does drugs or she got a disease and she got. I don't know what you, you do when I'm not around. Anyways, um, listen, I start off the show. We start the show talking about how we all just kind of found our way to where the colors of the Zetas. And um, I guess we can call like a, a unofficial apology on Olive Branch. 
Now, Al, you got some messages from some some ladies. I did. I did. Did they cut you out? Did they get your ass? No, no, they were actually very nice. So I'm going to say to Chrissy Mom 14, she said, Al, I'm a Zeta. I laughed my ass off. Not me, girl. She said, and then I said, I really apologize. She said, I laughed so hard. You're good, handsome. And then also, Didi, Didi said that she was a Zeta or that her daughter played Zeta. And she thought the same thing, but she said, you backed out of that ago was just stopped. She said, I still got love for you for sure. So it didn't go over as bad as I thought, but I will say this, if I offended anyone with my comment, I wholeheartedly apologize. But yes. most likely we'll do it again. We will probably. Al, I, <laughs> I have to say something positive about Kappa Alpha Psi, and I can't believe I'm doing this on, on live television, but I have to give a special shout out to the brothers of Kappa Alpha Psi. They worked the car drop off this morning at Isaac School. Oh, they did, nice. they yeah. all the men of the fraternity for Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity. They were out there doing the car drop off and it just felt really good to see, especially with elementary school age, to see right. black men out there because you know you think of little children you think of women nurturing them but to see black men out there doing it so shouts out to the capital smart men of excellence right strong smart good looking men of excellence protecting mm -hmm. the youngins <laughs> we're gonna end on that note before we get in trouble <laughs> tomorrow is q's birthday we will be i will be sharing no, sunday is birthday. sunday is well, we're going to act like it's tomorrow so I can send you some cash apps. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk about that tomorrow. I want to thank, uh, I want to say, Funky Dineva. Uh, thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for McMillan and Morrow. And we'll see y'all back here tomorrow. Bye, y'all. See you later, soulmates.